Target Circle, the program you know and love, now includes automatic deals. The all-new Target Circle is the free and easy way to get the most deals at Target. Now, when you shop in-store or online, Target Circle deals will be automatically applied at checkout. Plus, the unlimited same-day delivery, Target Circle 360, is the fastest way to get your order to your door or someone else's. Right now, sign up for Target Circle 360 for just $49 for your first year of membership. That's $50 off the regular price. And when you pay with your Target Circle card, you can save an extra 5% your way every day. Visit Target.com circle or the Target app for more details. Same day delivery is subject to terms, applies to orders over $35. For 5% discount, restrictions apply. See program rules in store or at Target.com slash circle card. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. It's 902-1-O-N-G. With Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling. Oh, boy, you guys. It's another episode of 9021OMG. Hello, ladies. Hi, you guys. Oh, my gosh. I don't, I don't want to say anything or whisper. People did not. <laughs> did not oh, I kind like of thought it was funny, though. <laughs> Amy, Amy's referencing last week. She did a, a couple of whispering moments. And some of our fans, some of our listeners had a few opinions about it. Very. Some people love like it. Notes like mm-hmm. you get from a producer, right? Mm-hmm. Remember, mm-hmm. didn't you get notes? Yeah, but so lucky you, you get notes. to get it from all of the world now. <laughs> and I listen. It was painful. <laughs> I I didn't like cry, but I just was like, oh, feels like you get punched in the stomach. But right? I listen, and I'm gonna talk less and whisper never again. Don't let other people. Don't let people. You know, <sighs> hold down your light. Put out your light, Amy. You be you, because that's why we love you. Do you. you, boo. You can't please everybody. We all know that. 
You know it what pleased, pleased us me? a lot, though, and that's important <laughs> as well because it made us smile. <laughs> I it was real. What pleased me? This episode. Us. Oh, this yes. episode. Okay, oh. this episode. Very Wait. different episode of Nine Hundred Two and Yeah. First, first, first. I want to. I want to yeah. just go back for a second. I, um, after the podcast, I went back and I rewatched the episode from last week. Oh, interesting. The part, interesting. the end yeah. specifically, to see because. As you all know, I'm watching this for the very first time. Tori's mostly watching it. I think you're watching all of it for the very first time, even though you have a, a lot better memory than I do about a lot of it. It's true. But um, so when ja- the car blew up and then when you guys told me that that's not really what, what happened, Jack, Jack didn't really <laughs> die, sorry, it really sorry. threw me for a, a loop and I had to go back and watch it. So I watched it and okay, you are right. Uh, Amy, he, I was wrong. He did not, I did not see him get into the car. So I don't really know, but, but I don't think that if a, if a car blew up like that, we would see a body or anything. It was so like explosive and so crazy. And I, and I don't know. You can't see. You can't. Like there's nothing. There's a steering wheel. You see a steering wheel. You see a lot of flames. You see the car on fire. You see the steering wheel. You see the steering wheel. I didn't get, it didn't, it didn't set me off. Like I wasn't like, "Hmm, I don't know. I'm going to, but I'm going to go with, I absolutely think that Jack McKay died in that explosion. That is how I, as a viewer, am going to interpret it because that's how I want it to be. Um, not that I wanted him to die, but I, you know, I want no, that right, for the right, purpose right. Of, of the story and for what's going on. I don't know, you know, in other uh, podcasts or interviews or whatever, there have been people saying, oh, that Chuck Rosen, REP, um, said that he did, that he had left it open-ended, that he didn't have, he didn't have any pardon, whether it was coming back or not, that he had left the show and then different writers took it a different direction. I don't know. I don't care. I don't care about all Was that. Chuck Rosen not there the whole 10 years? No. He, this, he okay, left. got it. Got it. I got think, it. Got and it. then who yeah. took over, Jen? Yeah, I don't know. Can't remember. <laughs> was Sorry. it Eisendrath? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. Now that you say his name, I remember. What's his name? Eisendrath? John mm-hmm. Eisendrath? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. He loved us. Did he not care for you? I feel like so much sarcasm coming from Tori. Me? What? <laughs> I guess, you know what? That's best if we wait until when John when we get there and does then we'll come tell in, the whole story. then we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. okay. So I look forward to that. I have something that. to look forward to because I actually don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but you'll refresh my memory and then it'll all come back to me because that's how it works. But I, I, like I said, he I'm going to just... It was just different. Like Chuck okay. was there from the beginning. It was like family. And then it's like, detour. Someone came in that didn't know us as well. And it was just a, a different way of, of running the ship. That's all. Anywho. It would be hard we'll talk, to come we'll in like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. On this episode. Yes. Okay. Let's just, I'm going to, let's do our thing first. And then we're going to okay. dive in because there's so much to talk about. Ooh. This is... Season three, episode 22, The Child is Father to the Man, aired February 17th, 1993. Synopsis, after Jack is killed in a mob-related car bombing, Dylan struggles with his inner self, urging him back to old drinking habits before he learns the shocking truth about his father's parole and true colors from Christine, who revealed to be F.I. (laughs) F.I.A. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. 
That one eye, that one eye contact's not working. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> After Jack is killed in a mob-related car bombing, Dylan struggles with his inner self, urging him back to old drinking habits before he learns the shocking truth about his father's parole and true colors from Christine, who's revealed to be FBI agent. Meanwhile, Kelly continues to be obsessed with losing weight and begins starving herself while she becomes uncomfortable when Jim asks Dylan to stay at the Walsh house for a while to avoid reporters following his every move. Steve turns down, giving any more recording advice to David, who struggles with meeting with Curtis Bray and Serge Menken. For a, for a recording session on the day of Jack McKay's funeral. Also, Brandon's losing streak continues as his betting continues. God, that was a, like a lot. A lot, a lot of a, a synopsis there. That was a wow. big one, guys. This was just good TV, plain and simple. This was <sighs> um, my favorite episode so far of the three seasons that we've seen. I, I feel three like three seasons. That's a big statement. I agree. Yeah, this was it. Starting with the right out of the gate with with the the dream slash nightmare, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then the line from what what is you know the alter ego or whoever it is. That yes, the other Dylan in the, Inner in the child. dream sequences uh, where he says Jack's dead. We might as well be. Just sets up the whole episode for me and was like goosebumps. Because that statement couldn't yep. be truer. Like when so you lose someone that's that you're that close with, that's how you feel. Like they're dead. I might as well be dead too. The writing was really on point. Like yes. the writing, the direction. It was a little less 90210-y. Mm -hmm. It just felt like a really kind of, it was much, lack of a better word, artsier. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It was. Mm -hmm. It told the story just so much more profoundly whether it was through the like what they did with the camera or that i don't know I, I gotta give it to luke though this was last yeah. last week we were like i don't know about that performance of the the car blowing up thing i don't know if it was emmy worthy this was emmy worthy i agree acting and it's a travesty that that was not recognized that he did not get any kind of credit for that i yeah. put in my notes and i'm so curious what you guys would respond to this. I said, is this when Luke became the star of this show? And I think that I would this say, is when Luke became a, a star. Like he was already a star, but this was when people realized the depth of his ability yeah. to bring you to just your knees with emotion. Like, wow. But the whole thing, this whole dad dying storyline just has me so like, rocked really honestly mm -hmm. i mean i'm feeling low and depressed and like i'm like why would beverly hills 90210 take us down this road because it's so traumatic and so dramatic and it brings up terrible feelings especially for people who have lost somebody in their lives like yeah. their father like whoa it's hard to watch yeah and we forget sometimes i think it's like it's luke perry it's dylan like we forget he's just a teen boy like having to do that because he's such a superstar. Right. I mean, and it's awful, yeah. right? Like from that scene where he's on the phone and Kelly's there and she doesn't know how to be with him or what to say or how to comfort him. And it's just awful because he's dealing with all of this essentially alone and he's not equipped. Neither of them are equipped to no. um, navigate this. They, they're not, they shouldn't be, they're teenagers. I like they right. put that out. Even as adults, that is it, like going to the funeral. That was so relatable to me because it was like, have you called before that? Have you called him? Like, 
I don't know what to say. To be like, I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. As an adult with kids of my own, when someone loses someone, I still don't know what to say. There's nothing because there you is can no, say. Yeah. there's nothing. And I remember when I lost my dad. Like, I, people would say, I don't know what to say, and I kept reminding them, it's okay not to know what you say because it's a feeling. Like, only you know, it's great that people express their sorrow and sorry for your loss, but it doesn't really matter because nothing takes it away. Mm-hmm. Like only you have that, you know, in you to grieve as long as you want. And usually it's forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It changes you forever. Oh, wow. Tori. Wow. Whoa. Changes yeah. you forever. And it changed. That's what I said last week. Like it, this is changing everything. I don't know how the show can yeah. come back from this. I don't know how the character of Dylan can ever have fun and go to the beach and be surfing again. And, hang out with mm. the buds. Like it's always yeah. going to be this just like underlying current for him as mm. it would be in real life. And it's just like, I don't understand why they went this direction. Like it just kind of upsets me, honestly. Mm. I mean, I don't know why, but I think it's interesting that you said this is your favorite episode of all the three seasons. Mm-hmm. So as much as you're like, why did they go this way? It was still good. Maybe you answered your own question. Cause I, I also think it's one of the best episodes so far, definitely. And I think you could argue it's one of the best episodes of the 10 years. Yeah. I mean, they weren't making a lot of TV like this in 1993. Honestly, they weren't giving uh, young actors the opportunity to explore this territory and to, you know, do this kind of acting. And I thought it was so fascinating how he brilliantly played both the younger version of himself Mm -hmm. and the high school Dylan because they looked different even. Like Mm -hmm. the way he did it, I was like, oh my God. Like I literally wrote down the high school version's like a babe, even though he was emotional and crying. The younger version physically was completely different, even though it was Luke Perry at the same exact age. And it was interesting too, like watching it and having loved Luke so much and, and been so close to him I've, I've seen all of those parts of Luke in different various certain, you know, situations and conversations and settings like those. It's so fascinating how that's all in somebody like that anger and that. Yeah. All, all those things that he was was playing with or in that. Actor. I don't want to get it wrong, but I'm fairly certain that in an original version of this that young actor that comes on at the end was mm-hmm. actually supposed to play the young Luke throughout the episode. And that Luke Perry went and asked and said, these, this, these lines are amazing. Can I, can I play Whoa. both? And I don't want to get it wrong, but that's what I read and in, how I interpreted it. Well, well I think that was a good things. call. I agree. Yeah. This was his best episode. Oh yeah. Probably the, one of the best things I've ever seen him in. I mean, I think he was brilliant in Riverdale too, but that's a different conversation. I never watched that, but I know that this was, this is a fan favorite for, for so many people. People love the last episode, but people really love this episode. And everybody is like, oh, my heart broke. This was heartbreaking. This episode from beginning to end was agonizing. It was hard to watch, but that's what was so great about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I and thought- now even harder to watch because yeah. just yes. having lost Luke and dealing with his death, oh, I can't even get into it. But I, I for one, um, I was watching this in my living room a few hours ago and 
for some reason, my house is rarely quiet. I'm rarely home alone. Everyone magically left the house mm. as I was watching it. And mm. when we got to the end and you see, you know, Luke, you see Dylan with the, I just have, whoa, I have major mm-hmm. breakdown and just like right back to that feeling of losing him. Mm. Oh, I'm so sorry. I can only imagine because this is the first episode for me where I thought about it a number of times during the episode. So I can only imagine for you both that and it's not, excruciating. And not just me, like everybody felt felt it, I'm sure, yeah. uh, that rewatched it. And, you know, his, his beautiful children, like I, I hope they never watch it because it's just like too much. It's too, it's too much. Yeah. I don't know if I've heard anyone bring that up, though. That's so true like the fact that Luke is speaking to his inner self his younger self talking about his dad's death and how death affects you forever like I don't have you Amy heard other fans talk about like it's so right on what Jen's saying like it takes all of us back to the moment like when we lost Luke yeah I'd say what's so interesting about it is I was completely immersed in the episode while simultaneously being so devastated that he's not here anymore it was really the first time where that was so glaring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And just the whole episode is really his. Yeah. Because even Brian Austin Green, who who I thought his storyline was so dumb. Yeah. Like, stop telling him this dumb stuff. And then what a powerful moment they yeah. have in that scene. Yeah. I mean, I felt bad for him when he, in the bathroom... And Luke, or, sorry, Dylan kind of, you know, well, not kind of, he really does just blow him off and says whatever. And, right. and, but that didn't make David stop, which I loved about him. He still couldn't get through his recording session and he still yeah. somehow made it to the Walsh's house to pay his respects. And he walks in at that pivotal moment, yes. right? When Dylan didn't have anybody bottle. to help him and he needed that friend to just, intervene and magically David was there and he had all the right things to say and yes that was really a beautiful scene and Mm -hmm. probably also some of Brian Austin Green's best work like everybody was at their utmost because Brenda was Shannon was amazing in this episode like I'm still Kelly but but I I think maybe they should have gotten back together in this episode I felt the same way like I I felt the same way. I was like, I'm so impressed with the way Brenda is dealing with this all and just the the depth of her character. I felt it and I wanted them to hug. I wanted them to get back together because, oh, that scene where Dylan was in the bathroom and he's trying to put on his tie and he oh my was, gosh. Like, couldn't keep it together. And she was so stoic and so mm-hmm. strong for him. Because I don't, I don't know why. That's just how she chose to play it, and but it worked. And but I just really wanted them to embrace and her to hold. I him wanted them and, to kiss, like in, and not in like a. Kiss. I never thought like, like a kiss thing is appropriate, especially even when Kelly kissed him in the beginning. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't like that. You know, mm-hmm. like she mm-hmm. didn't in that moment. Kelly didn't know. Do I hug him? Do I kiss him? How do I comfort right. him? What would make him? I don't know. But in, I didn't feel like a kiss would have been right for Brenda in that moment with Dylan. I felt like the hug, like the friendship, that deep connection that they had. Yeah.
Is there ever really a way to thank your mom for everything she does? My mom is my best friend, my rock. I have learned so much from her through the years. Her wisdom has helped shape me and I love celebrating her, especially on Mother's Day. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. And since she deserves the best, send her the best there is. When it comes to flowers, send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. I love that Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farm, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano, you guys. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Books is simple. You go online, pick the delivery date, and you're done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to your mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code 90210 for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code 90210, books.com, promo code 90210. Hey, everyone. So as you can imagine, we know a thing or two about makeup. We've pretty much tried it all. And we are really liking Thrive Cosmetics because they have a full line of makeup perfect for an everyday look refresh. They have clean ingredients that feel great on your skin. And their products are foolproof, which makes it easy for any skill level to apply. And it's really cool to know that Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Oh, I love that connection. See that? Plus, how cool is it that their uh, high-performance formulas are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free? Amazing. And they have zero parabens, sulfates, and phthalates. I really believe when it comes to makeup, beautiful eyebrows are so important, don't you think? Their Infinity Waterproof Eyebrow Liner helps you achieve your ideal eyebrow look. And their easy-to-use waterproof pencil holds like a wax and blends like a powder. Ooh la la. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash 90210. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash 90210 for 10% off your first order. With the weather getting warmer, finally, it is time for a wardrobe refresh. And when I want to update my style without breaking the bank, I turn to Quince. They offer premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. And washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They partner directly with top factories, so Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to you. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices in premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. I use the hoop earrings I ordered from Quince all the time. And basically live in the slippers that I ordered on their website. The prices and quality are so worth it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash 90210 for free shipping 
on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash 90210 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince dot com slash 90210. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music and fashion of the 90s on the 90s cruise. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interactions, and all-out 90s events and activities. Over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, Color Me Bad, Lisa Loeb, Fastball, CNC Music Factory, Jesus Jones, Digital Underground, Sophie B. Hawkins, and more. Hosted by MTV DJs, Downtown Julie Brown, Matt Pinfield, and Lisa Loeb. Taking place January 31st through February 5th, 2025 on Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas, which will be completely transformed to take you back in time for a nonstop 90s action. The 90s cruise will sail from Tampa and head to amazing stops in Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico. Head to the90scruise.com to book your cabin. I felt every single person played their character to the utmost. And we can talk about both of you because it's true for both of you. Jenny, we'll get to you because yours was a little more complicated. Tori, for you, that scene with David and with Kelly, where once again, Donna is always in the middle, in the middle (laughs) and stays so strong on what is right. What is the right thing to do? Donna, like really never hot the whole time. I wish she had chosen a few more levels, but yeah, no, I thought it was so great (laughs) when you're passionate about your, it was like, I was like, okay, take it out and then up and then like, (laughs) Oh, see, I thought she she was like right on saying (laughs) David, like, you don't need to go to your recording session today. And Kelly, you need to get dressed. You need to be there. This is the right thing. I just, she is the moral compass for this group, always. Well, it's very rare that, like, it's this episode, I don't think we mentioned it, was written by Darren Starr, Karen Rosen, and Chuck Rosen. So it was our creator and our two showrunners. And I think, have you ever, have they ever written an episode, just the three of them together? I don't know if we've had that, but- a lot of times, like the, I thought the writing was so good in this episode. And I a just plus. feel like those three powerhouses writing a complete episode mm-hmm. is like, I feel like it was such an important episode. They were like, no, we're not going to have like staff writers write it. And then we'll weigh in. We want to write this one. But also um, James Whitmore Jr., who was one of our favorite directors. I wonder if like, I can't remember because we had a lot of directors who were like, hey, you guys know your stuff. We'll just kind of stand back and direct the scenes. But you mm-hmm. you choose what you do for your characters. And we had some directors who wanted to get their, you know, their stamp in there. So I can't remember mm-hmm. what he was like. Do you remember? No, but I have an inkling that he was a little bit more involved in the acting and the beats of it all. He'd have to be. Mm-hmm. How could Luke, I mean, most brilliant actor would need something to play two characters at the exact same time in scenes opposite themselves. Yeah. Like who stood in for Luke when he was being, do you know what I mean? Like he's obviously got to be. Was that his name? Mm-hmm. Right? Stand in Greg, right? Stand in who his was also double. In, the, in the opening what was the credits when he's, when he's surfing, that's his stand in. 
Oh, no way. What was the air date again of this episode? I mean, obviously, we talked about it last week. It's Sweeps. February 17th, 1993. Yeah, it's like the middle of Sweeps in the 90s, which was just the biggest deal. I'm sure Fox promoted this, these episodes every day leading up to yeah. it. it As they should have. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're right, though, that everybody had a good... Um, like, usually there's an A storyline, B storyline, C storyline. Right. But this was like the A storyline and everybody was involved in it. And mm-hmm. I like that. Well, and Jenny, let's talk about you because playing Kelly or being Kelly in this episode is so challenging as she's navigating trying to be there for him. She's the only one at the house. She's dealing with that paparazzi and press or whatever they were. Mm-hmm. And Jim, who you have to be respectful of because he's a father and an adult, coming in and literally stabbing you in your heart, basically, by saying, like, we're going to take you, son, and you're going to come home with us, which was the right thing for Dylan to do. But you've got this tension with Brenda, and, like, that's the ex-girlfriend. I mean, what a mess for Kelly, even though I understand it was about Dylan, but still it was so painful. Yeah, she didn't know what to do or... I mean, you, you, we see her sort of struggling with her eating disorder in this one. And she's, you know, nervous eating, binging. Chips, yeah. Because she doesn't know how to handle things. And um, I felt like that was just her really giving in to her own self-doubt and her own insecurities like that are so deep within her, you know, that it, it inhibits her from being outside of herself enough to help Dylan in the, in those moments when he needed it. So it was definitely the right call for, for Dylan to go to the Walsh's for him to have that um, right. know, family yeah. presence and like that support. And of course right. she felt like, you know, on the outs because she wasn't there. I mean, she could have mm-hmm. had him come to her house and I'm sure her mom would have loved, you know, to support him that way too. But it was right that he went to the, to the Walsh's house and that Cindy, you know, threw the wake for him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you have that great scene with it's Kelly and Christine and Brenda comes up, you know, really putting everything aside, both of them and saying, you remember how to get there. And it's like, Oh wow. The, this, everybody's just in pain and trying to navigate it. And they're teenagers and then trying to do the right thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, the episode felt very soapy to me, but also very real. Like I was like, I'm in hook, line and sinker in everything happening here, even though it's taken a more of a dynasty turn. It didn't feel so. It didn't feel dynasty to me. It didn't feel like unbelievable (laughs) because of the acting from everybody, Mm -hmm. honestly. It didn't ever feel like unrealistic to me or it felt so as an actor in order to pull upon that kind of an emotional, uh, you know, depth, you have to have seen some in your life. You've Mm -hmm. had to go through some stuff to pull on that stuff. And, you know, Luke had dealt with stuff with his own upbringing and there you could just see he was pulling from such such a, a deep well. And I felt like everybody was respectful of that and sort of conscious of that and working around what he was doing with his story. And mm. that's how it would be if the, if this character's father had died and nobody knew how to handle it. 
even when he's trying to reach Iris. I thought, God, this is so, he's amazing. He was Mm -hmm. amazing. Is there ever really a way to thank your mom for everything she does? My mom is my best friend, my rock. I have learned so much from her through the years. Her wisdom has helped shape me and I love celebrating her, especially on Mother's Day. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. And since she deserves the best, send her the best there is. When it comes to flowers, send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. I love that Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farm. So they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano, you guys. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Books is simple. You go online, pick the delivery date, and you're done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to your mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code 90210 for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code 90210, books.com, promo code 90210. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the 90s on the 90s cruise. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interactions, and all-out 90s events and activities. Over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, Color Me Bad, Lisa Loeb, Fastball, CNC Music Factory, Jesus Jones, Digital Underground, Sophie B. Hawkins, and more. Hosted by MTV DJs, Downtown Julie Brown, Matt Pinfield, and Lisa Loeb. Taking place January 31st through February 5th, 2025 on Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas, which will be completely transformed to take you back in time for a nonstop 90s action. The 90s cruise will sail from Tampa and head to amazing stops in Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico. Head to the 90scruise.com to book your cabin. Oh, we all love a good trip to Target. And now it just got better. Target Circle, the program you know and love, now comes with automatic deals. It's the free and easy way to get the most deals. Because now, when you shop in-store or online, Target Circle deals will be applied automatically at checkout. Plus, with unlimited same-day delivery, Target Circle 360 is the fastest way to get your order to your door or someone else's. Right now, sign up for Target Circle 360 for just $49 for your first year of membership. That's $50 off the regular price. And when you pay with your Target Circle card, you can save an extra 5% your way every day. Visit Target.com slash Circle or the Target app for more details. Same-day delivery is subject to terms, applies to orders over $35. For 5% discount, restrictions apply. See program rules in-store or at target.com slash circle card. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. 
What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. What did you guys think of the revelation that that what the I was wrote what Christine the F, Christine's is, FBI? I did not what see do you that think? coming. I, First of all, she looked great as an FBI agent. I was like, of course, it makes such sense. Like, she's such, she's perfect for that. But I did I mean, not I guess see that coming. Because we knew what was coming. We expected it, but you had I no idea. Know, no. Like, you I did never not know. thought anything like that would be the case? Mm-hmm, no. I thought he was going to go into the that shady shack that they took him in off Alvarado, Alvarado Street <laughs> and just I thought they were going to beat him up or something bad was going to take I didn't know now I do believe her when she said she fell in love with him even though I think Me if you're too. in the FBI that would be super frowned upon but it's like I did believe her yeah and then yeah. she said she was going to resign because mm-hmm. she had crossed the professional line or whatever and then she said I have to learn how to move forward without him and so do you. Now, okay. Are you, are you going to whisper now? I want to so bad. I want you to. You have to do you it. You cannot. Here's the thing. Stick okay. to your instincts. We, I, I hope that we can move forward with this show and not spoil it for me. If you can't, I know you guys want to talk about There's what's so coming. There's so many things, but, though, wait, I, I know want what she's to say, ask though. because wait, here's my say? problem. Yeah. In a rewatch, mm-hmm. we're rewatching it. So I want to be able to ask about things because I, the first time I watched it, I didn't know. So I was like you, Jenny, like, I'm just, I'm buying this as they're giving it to me. But now I'm like, wait a minute. I have questions. Mm -hmm. You should be able to So how do I navigate that? And I guess maybe people can weigh in without like being mad at me because what I, can I just ask it? And then like, okay. So yeah, poor Jenny. Okay, close your ears. Does Christine know everything? Maybe I'll ask it like that. I don't know. Maybe she doesn't. See, I don't know. Yeah, I don't and know somebody either. On the, <clears throat> and somebody on the Instagram wrote something that I want to Instagram ask you guys Instagram. about. <laughs> so bad. Because. what? Just Okay, ask. We don't have to answer. Yeah, I mean, people have all seen it. Like. So someone on the Instagram wrote, so you know how as this, you may not know this, but as it goes on, Dylan sees his father. He has like, sees his father, I think at graduation and like a couple other places or he acknowledges that. And now I'm realizing like, 
he maybe was it really him yeah. or was that his imagination? Right. Like, oh was he gosh. seeing it or was he? So, like, there are some things mm-hmm. that we want to talk about. Ooh, chills. But what, right. what, why can't we talk about them as they come? Oh, I see what you're saying. So at the so during the episode of the graduation, maybe we acknowledge it. Okay. I mean, it's just, a, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Be, it's, it's hard I to make everybody honest. happy in this situation. But for me, too, I don't like having spoiled because then... It, I, and when I watch it, I'm like, I have a colored experience of like what I'm watching rather than just a true like experience. But you're right. I'm probably one of the only people in Tori. I don't know how you feel, but I'm probably one of the only people that's never seen an episode from beginning to end consecutively throughout the series. So I'm, I'm, I mean, no, that's pretty normal. It's tough to navigate because, because of everything that comes later. Sometimes I'm like, wait, ha- like, would you remember? Because you're such an integral mm-hmm. part of what comes later and the reveal of things. But I love that you don't know because you're truly watching it for the first time like a fan. So I love that part. But I got to say, like, what is the percentage, you guys? People are rewatching it now again. Right. But a very small percentage of people who have never in their lifetime seen 902 and they are watching it for the very first time. True? Be, yes. True, so here's my true. example. But what about so, pe- new people that are watching it for the first time? Like that are like, hey, I've never seen Shame on sh- you. You never saw the show. It was <laughs> so here's show. Here's my example. On me. No, <laughs> it's almost like, okay, you know the movie The Sixth Sense? Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean. Okay. Yeah. So there's, and if somebody hasn't seen The Sixth Sense. Oh my like, God. Don't give that away. Because that's a but, crusher. Okay. But imagine if we were doing this show and we did one episode. Oh, before yeah. when, before we watched The Sixth Sense or the first time. But then if you were re-watching it, you would watch it completely mm-hmm. differently. Yes. Knowing. So that's where I'm trying to navigate this. Because it's like. The but first we also time. do this show for our fans that have been so dedicated over the last mm-hmm, 30 years. Mm-hmm. And they are watching it because they're getting a new take on things that they never knew about. So, right. Well, okay. So, sorry, some not people watching were, it. Sorry. Look, some listening. people were upset that we talked about Shannon being late to work, supposedly, allegedly. But that is the reason they didn't get back together in this episode that we're talking about. So, to me, it's but so, how do you know that? Because the internet told me. <laughs> Then I tells her everything. And oh my so my thing is like, wait, they were upset I, that we mentioned the behind the scenes. Yeah, it because wasn't they think, a negative about Shannon. It was a fact. So well, also, I love the behind the scenes. So for me, I want to hear from why you were guys. They mad? Because they said I, I don't like Shannon, and I'm like, it's not that. Of course I like it's Shannon. A fact. You read it off the internet. It must be true. Well, and. I can see mm-hmm. now, knowing that fact, which I didn't know the first time I saw the show, mm-hmm. but knowing that fact now, when I watch this episode, you can literally see multiple moments where Brenda and Dylan could have gotten back together mm-hmm. or hooked up or kissed or hugged or whatever you want to say. And I, I also felt it. I was like, oh, my God, they're really coming together here. That would have been interesting. Mm-hmm. It would have. So, and it as far as I'm concerned, watching it for the first time, that could still happen. Like, yeah, I could, not, that could I'm happen next week. They don't ever have right, we're not a moment together out. again. Do they never, like, get back together no, 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 like, I for think a moment th- or anything? I have no idea. I think they do. Oh, she did it. She whispered. She did it. <laughs> oh, she did. Oh, she but couldn't I sort of love, like, the idea, and I, I'm glad we're having this conversation, is, like, I love the armchair quarterbacking of it because 
we know things and that makes for an interesting conversation. It's a whole different show if we were watching it the very first time. Well, then I need not. to be on a different podcast, apparently. <laughs> Goodbye, guys. Nice, nice working well, with you. Okay, wait. So, Jenny, let me ask you this then. I might have been there, but I were never, you feeling bad? I don't know what's for, were you feeling bad for Kelly? Were you were yes. you team Brenda in this episode? Yes. Like, where- I, I felt for everyone. I felt for Kelly. I felt for Brenda. I wanted Brenda and, and Dylan to be back together. I wanted Kelly. I wanted Dylan to be nicer to Kelly. I wanted Kelly to know how to comfort him. Like I wanted all the things. Right. All Although I it. thought That's so good. You felt all of it. All I of it. it feels this episode. At the end, I loved that moment when Dylan calls and she's asleep, but she's happy he called. That yeah, was very it's, it's sweet cute. and kind of reassuring, but at the same time, I don't know what's gonna happen. That's the good part. That's what makes you come back for more, people. I'm definitely coming hey. back for more. That's all I know. I loved the scene where uh, Dylan talks to the press and yeah. says he is survived by his only son who loved him very much. It was like, oh, God. Wow. Dun, dun, dun. I oh, was too oh I thought you meant because he's survived by. Oh, he doesn't know. I don't know. I, I, for me, it was that was too close to home, too. I couldn't. I was like, oh, here come the tears again. Yeah, I think this episode's particularly, especially hard on you guys because of real life, too. Yeah. But let's talk about some of the lighter moments in the episode because there were a few. Um, first of all, I liked it when the guys were like trying to play basketball because that's natural. Oh, that's what would you do oh, at that, that so you know, great. like, so yeah. cute. Adorable. Yeah. And it needed that like friend levity stuff that was happening. And I thought Brandon and was a, a lot at the Walsh house mm-hmm. and Brandon on, was on a camera and off. great friend in this episode. Yeah. He was there, but he wasn't yeah. like too on in his business. He just was giving, he seemed space. to be able to know what to do mm-hmm. when, when it's okay to be quiet and it's okay to just be in the same room and, and then the, I need, the, I need a favor. Mm-hmm. And it's like, here's my car. Yeah. It was so weird to see Dylan driving his Mustang. Didn't you feel, I was like, wait, that just looks odd to me. Cause that's Brandon's car. I don't know. But I liked so it when Kelly cool. called uh, meatloaf retro. That made me oh, I did also too. <laughs> laugh. Like I was like, wait, meatloaf's retro. Maybe that's why whenever I make meatloaf, which I make sometimes, but I don't make it with meat. But like, everyone's like, ugh, I don't want meatloaf. Why is, why is meatloaf got such a bad rap? It, it really isn't. It just it, is like retro. It's like a bring it back dish. Like it was from like, they think of like 1950s housewives making meatloaf. Yeah, I think I got, like got a bad one rap. Dish, it was like, a one dish meal. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I feel rad. like making some meatloaf tonight. For some meatloaf reason, it has that fave. like connotation of like, there's nothing to make, so I'll make meatloaf. Like it's like. <laughs> oh, really? Like, you can know, you like, always have kids being like, womp, womp. Right, like, oh, you guys, you mm. can make meatloaf healthy. I make meatloaf with. Not meat, but a meat alternative. And then I use quinoa instead of like oatmeal or breadcrumbs. So that quinoa is superfood. You can use that as like the the stuff that binds it. Just saying. Hold the fort. Wow. Who uses oatmeal in their meatloaf? People. What did you just say? People use breadcrumbs. People use oatmeal. People use. (laughs) To bind it. But quinoa. Can I, awesome, can I but I've never it? heard of oatmeal and that just grossed me out <laughs> so bad. I have an inappropriate question, but it's not meant to be flippant. Yeah. Or, what's in the urn? Exactly. 
if he burned to death in the car, where where'd they get the ashes? Well, just like and all cigarette ashes. If he's not in the car, what's in the urn? Um, I bet there's <laughs> nothing in that urn. There's nothing. In that Literally. Urn. No. Because they showed the urn a lot of times. Yeah, the urn had a few Now, were you, both of you, were you, uh, how did you react when you suddenly see the young boy at the end? And oh. you realize, oh, the, the other person is a, is a 13-year-old boy. It, it, it bawling that was like yeah. an eight-year-old boy he that was his inner child oh, yeah i think I, it, the internet says 13 but I'll, I'll go with whatever you guys he like. looked young but he was really good in that moment and he was just oh it was so good I, it really got me going again emotionally yeah, brought everything back together and you're like oh god that was so good mm-hmm. so good. wait there was a weird okay so uh, there's one thing behind the scenes yeah. thing i was going to talk about what, you know, okay, when Brandon and Dylan, like he, Dylan's just coming to the Walsh's house and Brandon leaves him to, to finally get some rest and he go walks out the door and he closes the light with his hand. So he puts his hand on the wall to the mm-hmm. light switch, mm-hmm. which for people that don't know, we should tell them when you're doing a scene and you're, the lights are supposed to change in the room, go out, go on, whatever, and you kind of like fake the movement of flipping yeah. the switch but you're that that switch does nothing it's all <laughs> handled by the light the lighting guys with their remote controls or whatever so you have to time it like you have to time when your hand goes like that to when they flip the switch and turn the lights on or off i thought well, that right. was funny and but if when they're he, like not yeah, watching they, or they're something not watching and they don't see you flip the switch uh, and then they like wait i've being always like, wanted oh, to ask this then you have to go back and do it uh-huh. sometimes i think in tv shows you guys tell me so the light switch goes off and it, get, it does get dark, but then another sort of light yeah. comes up. Magically. Magically, the hallway light came up behind Brandon, but he didn't flip that switch. He only flipped the right, switch so in the bedroom. So you can see them. These are the little things, people, that I like to look for. I also love how they say, hey, D, hey, B, almost the whole episode, more than normal. Brandon and Dylan are like, hey, D, hey, B. Did I you like guys that. have any uh, favorite lines that stood out to you specifically? Make like a tree and leaf. <laughs> oh my God. That is my favorite joke so, ever. Oh my God. <laughs> Steve I says, love- why don't you make like a tree and leaf? It's okay. like, so it, always, it always makes me think of Back to the Future because in Back to the Future, Biff can never get any of, the, any of those lines right. So Biff. he goes, make like a tree and get out of here. And they're all, it's make like a tree and leave. Biff. Oh, so oh my God. I like when um, Serge, um, the record producer, said, uh, I hip, you hop. I be, you bop. <laughs> uh, made me happy. <laughs> Uh, but oh the most profound God. line for me of the whole episode was um, when when David said the thing to Dylan in the oh. living room before he, you know when he came back. He said, "The problem is you can't run away from what's in your head," and mm. no truer words have ever been spoken. It's true. Not to it. take a totally crazy left turn, but I thought Donna's dress she wore to the funeral was one of the most <sighs> epic dresses. It had like oh. the cutouts up here. Yeah, yes. so it was appropriate for the funeral. Yeah, but amazing. But got and her Tori, skin you look, you in and gone away. Tori <laughs> looks good. The bathroom I, uh, scene I, was very poignant. Like, oh my god! Oh, your the right robe word? in the episode. Oh, the robe. Those yeah. robes were so Chanel robes were super mm. in in the nineties. We all had 
many of them. Iconic. It was like white with the flowers and the chenille mm-hmm. and different. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, it's so weird. I don't remember Kelly wearing that robe. I remember Donna having that robe. But you what? had one that I, had like blue one, I think. Kelly wears it multiple times. You've worn it before. Mm -hmm. That was Kel's. Donna has, I thought, a blue-ish one of different. Yeah, definitely have one. We'll see it probably. So those robes again. Can we bring those robes back? Oh my god! And uh, sorry, I'm jumping into fashion. The the squinchy, the thing on the back, on the the back to cinch in your shirt in the back. Yeah, like it clips. It's like I forgot we had the elastic clip. Those should come back in. I I need just a little clarity because I got a little confused. So, you know, when they're leaving the house, they're leaving Dylan's house, which, by the way, I had to look up because it's in Altadena. I like mm-hmm. wanted to refresh my memory. I was like, where is that house? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Kelly, you're getting in your car and Jim's getting Dylan in his like weird Lincoln Town car, whatever. Uh, who is the guy in the other car watching them? Is that guy bad or was he FBI? Like, that confused me. And who was the dude that came in the bathroom? I, I'm having a hard Isn't time. Isn't that the out, FBI like, guy that came in that? That he ended up talking to with Christine? I guess. I, I started to get so confused. Yeah, by who it was, was a little who? murky and also very yeah. weird. Like why the other question that I saw on, on the the on the Instagrammer was why did they have to why did why was it so important to Jack to get the money out of the trust if he if what y'all are saying is true and he did know that he was gonna be going into witness protection? Uh, and none of it makes sense, but I great question. That's a great question. None of Who do we know. ask? God, I don't know. <laughs> like, there's just no, I know. There's no, there's no, because I guess, I, I don't know. It doesn't matter to me it just because he didn't know he was going to get blown up in my mind and he doesn't. But the fact of the matter is he did get blown to smithereens. And yeah. Correct. And I think if he by chance was going into witness protection, I think he doesn't know it. So why he wants the money, I also don't yeah. know, but I don't think he knows that if he's if by any chance he ever went into witness protection, I don't think he knew it. Yeah, it's confusing. Hmm. And then it was crazy how they went. To, was that Alvarado Street? And then they're in there and like that was the whole thing. This is a very filled episode. Yeah. It was. It was. Well, geez, we covered the crap out of that one, people. Before we go, though, could anybody? I tried so hard to zoom in to see what the gas prices were. Me too. So a, <laughs> Me too. I what was like, I have to know. With you guys? But my TV apparently doesn't isn't a touch screen because I couldn't make it get bigger. <laughs> so hard. I'm like, it looked like a dollar. It, I couldn't see it. I was like, I wait, it was I a thought Chevron. it was three dollars. I mean, and you something? could look up the gas prices in I guess we could. <laughs> in Los Angeles. No, I wanted to see it in that scene on the Chevron sign. My <laughs> last- really would have dated us. <laughs> My last question before we go. So did it seem like at one point, okay, so Christine says she was going, so my notes say Christine was going to resign. Then I tried to figure out the gas prices. And then I said, is he listening to the 90210 theme in the car or something? Like there was some music and I think it was when he was in the car and it seemed like sort of a tweaked version of the 90210 theme. Wow. I didn't even notice it. Maybe like, that maybe somebody can go back and like mess up, and it just well, started to come just, on like that. Well, to me, what it was is like they couldn't clear music or something, so they tweaked the theme that they had the rights to. I don't know. I literally was like, "Is he listening to the nine hundred two one zero theme?" Or maybe the but same people that like, made that song <sighs> like p- made a little bit of like you know background yeah. music for that scene. Exactly. So these are my weird. unanswered questions. Well, I'm glad oh, we guys. answered some of them. Yeah. 
Next week we have a, we have a, I guess it's probably going to be another heavy episode because you know, this is a heavy time on the show. I don't I don't know how it can come back, but they say it will. Uh, next week we have they meaning us. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> and please let us know how to navigate the whole thing. I mean, I guess. And well, I'll try not to whisper. Right? How, do, how do we know? Some people are going to want it one way. Some people are going to want it a different way. <laughs> You're never going to please everybody. Well, it, it's, it's happening right possible. here. No. I want it one way. You guys want it another way. Yeah. We can't agree. So what the hell? <laughs> yeah. We don't know what to do. <laughs> there you go. <gasps> okay. Next week, uh, season three, episode 23, Duke's Bad Boy. Ooh, I think oh. it's going to be about gambling. <laughs> Finally, we're going to- Duke's last episode, right? Finally, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna get to know what's uh, what's been the deal with Brandon's gambling. Maybe thank goodness because I for one burning question not excited about that storyline. So I'm very happy it's going to end. <laughs> <laughs> ah, on that note, have a great week, everybody. Love you guys. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. Mm -hmm. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Enter to win a free cruise for two on board the '90s cruise. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the '90s on the first ever sailing. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interactions, and all-out 90s activities. 
There'll be over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, and more. The 90s cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico on Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas, January 31st through February 5th, 2025. Head to the90scruise.com slash iHeart to enter to win a free cruise for two.